Hello, this is Pastor Dan of Edgeboro Moravian Church, and thanks for listening to this Worship by Phone recording. This recording is being put out for the week of Sunday, May 9th. Uh, we did have a number of different people uh, participate in this worship service. Unfortunately, sometimes when you're outside, the audio uh, isn't as great as you plan it to be. Uh, so we had a, a small vaccinated choir of individuals. Uh, those songs didn't quite come through. So I, I've provided some music previously recorded from Gail Justice. Uh, you will hear Val Hoff uh, lead a liturgy for Mother's Day uh, from our Spiral Bound Songbook, and she will also be reading scripture. And uh, then you will hear my message as well. A belated Mother's Happy Mother's Day to uh, those that are that are listening now. Uh, thank you for serving as as mothers or in a mother-like role uh, in the lives of, of many. Uh, we are grateful this week for the, the presence of women in our lives that have uh, shaped us to who we are today, uh, as well as gave us a good foundation of faith that uh, brought us to where we are now. So with all of that, let us come to our God in worship together. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from John chapter 15, verses 9 through 17. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down for one's life for one's friend. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends, because I have made you known to everything that I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. So right off the bat, I, uh, I need to confess that uh, I'm in one of those spurts right now where I'm having a hard time planning and keeping track of my calendar. Perhaps you can relate, as I'm sure we all have those moments once in a while. I mean, I'll get back on track eventually, but I knew I was a little bit off when I realized that I had failed to acknowledge both Holy Humor Sunday on the Sunday after Easter and World Laughter Day last Sunday. As your pastor, I acknowledge my mistake, and I hope that you will forgive me. 
Now, while you will be spared from bad humor today, since I will refrain from telling any dad jokes on Mother's Day, I hope to make it up a little bit by focusing on joy. Over the past week, I listened to an episode of NPR's podcast uh, and, and show called Hidden Brain, and it was titled Humor Us. Now, I know that that's a little play on words as well. I promised to not say any bad jokes. That wasn't mine. That's the actual title, Humor Us. The episode was a conversation with a behavioral scientist from Stanford University, and it talked about the, uh, the benefits of humor. And so in this episode, when they talked about the power and the benefits of humor, uh, they listed a number of different things that humor can do. Uh, they said that uh, humor can, can diffuse tense situations. Uh, humor can reveal truth at times in ways that might be perhaps either a little more comfortable or even a little more accurate than if you just said it. Uh, humor can chemically alter our brains in positive ways. A humor can build relationships and build trust. It can increase productivity, believe it or not, and it can do even more. Uh, they even quoted the author Michael Lewis, uh, who I didn't necessarily consider as uh, an expert on humor, uh, but, but his quote was, I thought, really good when he said, when humor exists, love is not far behind. I think there's a lot of truth in that and just a lot of truth in all of that which was presented in this episode. But the problem is, as they, as they uh, posed on this podcast, this country isn't laughing a lot these days. A study that they quoted found that the average four-year-old laughs about 300 times a day. I don't know if any uh, young mothers or mothers might re recall their, their time uh, with that. I was going to have you guess that number. But uh, it seems a little far-fetched, but maybe if you were to stay with a four-year-old for the entire day, I don't know, you might get pretty close to 300 times of laughing. Compare that with the average 40-year-old, and it takes them about two and a half months for them to laugh just as many times as a four-year-old in one day. <laughs> so the prevailing question that comes from this is, what causes this humor cliff? What causes this drop-off? And unfortunately, it doesn't take a behavioral scientist to answer that question. Because it's hard to be joyful when you see what's going on in the world today. And when you see uh, and can experience that almost everything that you talk about can suddenly become political. It might be hard to be joyful when you're living in debt, as most Americans are might be hard to be joyful when you're working longer hours to pay off that debt, or even perhaps in a job that you might not enjoy, that you think could be maybe a little better or could pay a little better. Uh, in the podcast, in a related note, they mentioned that a recent survey found that in the United States, 58% of people said they would rather trust a complete stranger rather than their boss. So keep all of that in mind. Put on top of that all of the daily responsibilities that people have, and then put on top of that that we are still in a pandemic. Uh, perhaps other health concerns might be in the life of a person. Perhaps other extraordinary things might be taking place, like uh, one might be mourning the loss of a loved one. As I'll, lift, as I'll lift up later in prayer concerns, a few more of us than usual are doing that these days here at Edgeboro. 
And if you account for all of that altogether, it's pretty clear why we're having a really hard time being joyful. But even in the midst of that, there is joy to be had. And for that sort of reminder, let's turn then to Jesus and look at not only what he said about joy, but when he said it. So Jesus, as we heard Val read, said to his disciples that I've said these things, these, these teachings, these commandments to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Now, I'm sure the disciples, I'm sure all of us, for that matter, want complete joy. We want to be completely joyful. But looking at this particular scripture passage, this doesn't seem like the time or place to be joyful. Now, Jesus wishes that the disciples would find joy three different times in the Gospel of John, in chapters 15, 16, and 17. All of this is not during a particularly joyful time. It's not when Jesus healed someone and a person would see for the first time or walk for the first time or live once again. Uh, it's not after they've been walking through a town on a bright and sunny day. No, this comes on Monday, Thursday. This comes during his farewell to his friends. This comes during his prayer right before he was arrested. And so in all of this, he's talking about leaving the world, all while warning the disciples that life is about to get hard for them since the world is going to hate them because they follow him. So joy is not the word that we would pick to describe this situation. And yet, here Jesus is reminding us of the joy uh, right when we need, right when the disciples need to hear it the most. So we might ask, what kind of joy is Jesus talking about here? And though I am positive that Jesus had a good sense of humor, and humor can be related to joy and maybe lead us to joy, I don't think Jesus is simply talking about humor here. In Scripture, joy is very closely linked to another word that we often use to describe God, and that word is grace. The Greek word for joy is kara, spelled in our uh, uh, alphabet, C-H-A-R-A. That's the Greek word for joy. The Greek word for grace is charis, or charis, C-H-A-R-I-S. Both of these words are very similar. They're both derived from the same root word, car, that C-H-A-R part of the word, meaning to lean towards or to extend favor towards. And so this means that joy and grace are more synonymous than we understood them to be. So, if grace is something that can be freely given or freely received, especially in difficult times, often we think of grace as, as forgiveness, maybe in times of guilt, but it can come in many other forms too. But if grace can be present and freely given and received in difficult times, then joy can be too. So we can find joy when Christ forgives us when we miss the marks that are set before us. And we can find joy when Christ teaches us when we don't feel like a worthy student. And we can find joy when Christ loves us even when we don't feel like loving ourselves. Now in this divided and overworked and overloaded place in which we live, joy is, is here. 
and it needs to be shared. So where are you finding joy right now? Are you finding joy right now? Maybe, maybe you can think about what joy it is that you need to hear or to see, or what joy that you can then share with others. So do you need, or can you be, for example, someone who remembers to make small gestures of kindness to someone? or one who remembers what's going on in someone else's life and actually asks about it, even if you're at risk of being a little bit wrong on the details when you do ask. Maybe you need or you can be uh, one who, uh, who makes someone feel special or recognized or one who puts someone else at ease and just has an easygoing conversation or one who learns something in something brand new and then shares it with others, uh, not sort of in a, in, in a bragging or condescending kind of way, but in an infectious and enthusiastic kind of way. Or maybe you need or could be one who shares an interest with someone else, or, or one who points out the next spot to visit when you're looking for beauty in nature or one who knows what someone else is going through and then can guide them through it whether it's something like a class or you need something fixed and need someone to call or something perhaps a bit more serious that comes in life or, or a bit more intensive like childcare or grief or something else that we might encounter in life. What joy do you need today? What joy can you share with others? In a world that we often have to intentionally escape from to be happy and find happiness. Today we receive, once again from Scripture, an important reminder that grace, that joy, much like grace, is given freely to us at all times, in all places in this world, is given to us freely by a Savior who wishes to be our source of joy and wishes to complete our joy. And just as we are called to love as Christ did and extend grace as Christ did, we are shared to extend our joy and share freely with others too. May we be blessed as we encounter Christ's joy and share it with others. for Mother's Day. Lord, on this day, set aside to honor and remember mothers, we give you thanks for our mothers. We are grateful that you chose to give us life through them, and that they received the gift of life from your hands and gave it to us. Thank you for the sacrifices they made in carrying us and giving us birth. We thank you for the women who raised us, who were our mothers in childhood, whether birth mom, adopted mom, older sister, aunt, grandmother, stepmother, or someone else. We thank you for these women who held us and fed us 
who cared for us and kissed away our pain. We pray that our lives may reflect the love they showed us and that they would be pleased to be called our moms. We pray for older moms whose children are grown. Grant them joy and satisfaction for a job well done. We pray for new moms experiencing changes they could not predict. Grant them rest and peace as they trust you for the future. We pray for pregnant moms who will soon be moms. Grant them patience and good counsel in the coming months. We pray for moms who face the demands of single parenthood. Grant them strength and wisdom. We pray for moms who enjoy financial abundance. Grant them time to share with their families. We pray for moms who are raising their children in poverty. Grant them relief and justice. We pray for moms who try to balance vocation and family. Grant them courage for the living of each day. We pray for stepmoms. Grant them patience and understanding and love. We pray for moms who are separated from their children. Grant them faith and hope. We pray for moms in marriages that are in crisis. Grant them support and insight. We pray for moms who have lost children. Grant them, them comfort in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We pray for mothers who aborted their children. Grant them healing and peace. We pray for moms who gave up their children for adoption. Grant them peace and confidence as they trust in your providence. We pray for adoptive mothers. Grant them joy and gratitude for the gift you have provided. We pray for girls and women who think about being moms. Grant them wisdom and discernment. We pray for women who desperately want or wanted to be moms. Grant them grace to accept your timing and will. We pray for all women who have assumed the mother's role in a child's life. Grant them joy and the appreciation of others. We pray for moms who show us the way of faith. Grant them guidance of the Holy Spirit. We pray for those people present who are grieving the loss of their mother in this past year. Grant them comfort and hope in Christ's resurrection. At this time, if all women and girls are invited to stand for a blessing. Lord, we thank you for the gift of motherhood. We thank you for the many examples of faithful mothers in scripture, like Sarah, Hannah, Elizabeth, and Lois. Now hear the names of other women who have inspired us by their motherly examples. Martha. Gladys.
We are mindful this day of all these women, and especially Mary, the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had the courage to, and faith to say yes to your calling. May these women gathered here today emulate these examples of faith, and may they model for the rest of us what it means to be your disciple. Bless them on this special name day, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.